Who are these lawyers? And what did the who say now? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the impeachment lawyers that Donald Trump has and the walkbacks of the who, which we always knew they were a puppet of the CCP. See, the puppets are all over the place and the master has his hands in all of the countries and all of the global institutions. It's absolutely remarkable. There's, there's not even a concern about integrity. There's not even a concern about science and healthcare and the appearance and the trust in all these people. They just don't care anymore. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I, I couldn't believe I was watching the impeachment trial. It was atrocious. It was absolutely atrocious. You had the Democrats putting on a movie production. I mean, I think one of the Trump lawyers even said that they hired Hollywood to produce the video that they're playing. And so we had the Democrats playing a highly produced video narrative. And then we had the Trump team praising all the senators, encouraging them, things Trump would never do. And talking about and and or and critical uh, rhetoric structures of sentences composed in the Constitution. Now, this isn't a court of law. This is the Senate. This is not going to be won on legal arguments. This is a political battle. If it was a legal battle, there would be judges. There are senators. This is a political battle. And the Democrats get that. Trump's lawyers do not. So we'll talk about a lot of that. We got some clips today. We have Victor David Hansen. I am a big fan of him. And we also have Alan Dershowitz commenting on this. So you could see uh, it's not just me and my uh, crazy businessness that is uh, talking about this. But these guys, brilliant minds, one a constitutional scholar, another one a philosopher, historian. Um, they have the same exact reads I do, and it's absolutely funny. So we'll get into that, and then also, what is who talking about now? It's f- so funny. All right, welcome to How to Build a Ten HGBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show with a friend. For all of you who migrated from YouTube to Gab, um, I just made the decision. When Gab started getting as many views with uh, 16th of the subscribers I got on YouTube, I was just done with YouTube, and then they're taking down my videos. So go over to Gab TV. You can follow me at Matt Williams. I actually got my name, so got in early enough. Sweet. And then you can also listen wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Um, I'm also on Telegram at Real Matt Williams as well. You can go over to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, flfnetwork.com. Join the thousands of people now that have gone over there, put in HTBT, got the sweet mug, tons of other benefits, and you're helping us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. And man, do we need it more than ever. Do we need it more than ever? You know what was a funny, funny thing? Um, I was listening to a lot of these arguments, and this really goes to in line with the precedent and how people will cite case law and they will cite opinions and they will cite people in this case, in this introduction to the Senate trial. And it's really, it's, it's, you're justifying your actions, you're justifying your judgments, you're justifying what's right and wrong based on what man has said. You're not quoting the Bible and saying God made these unalienable rights, God made this evident in natural law, and you're not even using the 
law. You're not even using the U.S. laws that we have, the Constitution. You're not even referencing those. You're quoting men that you respect, men that you fear, that you have reverence for, and you're quoting past cases and to justify what's right and wrong, not even to how to interpret a matter, but just what is right and wrong. And that's why we're so far off the rails. We fear, we respect, we value more what men have said in our current time and in history past than the laws of our land or the foundation of where those laws come from. God himself. God himself. And I was just struck, struck by that. And so, like I said in the intro, the Democrats did a fantastic job. I don't agree with them. Their arguments, I believe, were weak. But again, we're not arguing a legal case here. We're making an emotional plea. We're making a case in the court of public opinion, not deciphering what that letter, word, meant, sentence, structure, and things like that. Not like what the... the <laughs> Trump team was doing when they weren't complimenting and talking about how all of these senators are patriots and now the Democrats are patriots and we all want to do what's best for the country. Does he not know that we have a person sleeping with or slept with a Chinese spy that got promoted and was overseeing the House impeachment trial? Does he not know that? How many senators of who he was talking about were being patriots and people of honor and dignity and all of these different things that Trump uh, lawyer one was building them up for, how many of them have complained? How many of them have done anything about it? They haven't. How many of them are raising the alarm bells of how much China has penetrated every institution in America? Not many, not many. Surely not on the Democrat side. And so I don't understand it. I don't understand what they were doing. And we have some very smart people that agree with me. And I'm going to share you the video so you don't just have to listen to me. No, I don't want a video file. I'm sorry. I'm doing, I'm doing my own show here today. You don't have to just listen to me. You can listen to these brilliant guys. And it's so funny. So Newsmax was covering it. And they broke away from from what the Trump lawyer one was saying. I don't know the name, so I've just uh, characterized them. Trump lawyer one, Trump lawyer two. The Democrats had three lawyers, so I'm one, two, three. But th this was the intro guy, and he was just rambling on. It was the weirdest thing in the world. And I was thought I was going crazy. I'm like, how is this the guy that is who is defending Donald Trump, who is the leader of the defense team? And let me just play this so you can see it yourself. Well, here, let me make sure I always have this fear that I'm not going to share when I click the volume. There we go. Chrome tab. Bam. Now listen to what Alan Dershowitz has to say. It is absolutely remarkable. Because we feel pride and this something is Trump bad lawyer one. is potentially in the wind. And we expect our United States senators not reacting to popular will and not reacting to popular 
Uh, and uh, we just want to take a moment here to break down some of what's being discussed because we do have Alan Dershowitz standing by, uh, Professor Emeritus uh, Alan Dershowitz at Harvard Law. Uh, what are you what are you making of Bruce Castor's argument so far? Where Alan's is like he heading his head with right this? Now for listening on podcast. There is no argument. I have no idea what he's doing. <clears throat> I have no idea <laughs> why he's saying what he's saying. You know, he's introducing himself. I'm a nice guy. I like my senators. I know my senators. Senators are great people. Come on. The American people are entitled to an argument, a constitutional argument. I suspect will be forthcoming from David Schoen. Uh, but this just after all kinds of very strong presentations on the part of the House managers with the videotapes and the emotional the speech by Congressman Raskin, my former student, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get up there and you respond. Uh, we know that hard cases make bad law. I probably would have started with that. This is a hard case. This is an emotional case. He did say, and I think very appropriately, that everybody wants to take revenge when they see a horrible event that took place at the Capitol. But then he went off. I just don't, don't understand it. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Now, Alan Dershowitz, he is a constitutional lawyer, taught at Harvard, a Democrat. But it just so when he is saying, I just don't even know what he's doing. I don't even know his argument he's making. And he's going against the House managers, which are the Democrat side, and this is just skewering them. I mean, the Demo House Democrats came prepared, and it's like this guy's from his first year of law school just talking. Like, you know, I don't really have any points I'm making. I'm just going to start talking about people's values and dignity and honor. And, you know, politicians, they never just do what the people want, right? I mean, that's never what happens. And it's just nowhere to go. Nowhere to go whatsoever. And it's... I understand that Trump had his lawyers that got fired or not fired. They left because Trump wanted them to talk about the election fraud, which didn't come up right now at all whatsoever. Even though, no, I'm sorry, it did come up. The Democrats pointed it out that that's what Trump was saying. But the Trump team, the defenders of Trump, the defense, they didn't mention it whatsoever. So I don't know who Trump got his lawyers, but as of right now, he would have done a lot much. He would have done a lot better accepting Matt Gates's proposal to come in and fight for him, because this is this is horrible and awful. And even Alan Dershowitz is is saying that he doesn't he doesn't understand. And so it's not just me not knowing what's going on in the law and not being a constitutional scholar, but even me, the layman and the ex. The expert constitutional lawyer, we both agreed on that this was absolutely crazy and nuts and just had no direct arguments whatsoever. It was sad. It was absolutely sad that this is the best that Donald Trump could get. And I know a lot of lawyers didn't want to face him or didn't want to defend him because of all of the adversity they would face and the, the attacks and their law firms wouldn't let them and all this stuff. But I'm telling you, like, even Matt's, Matt Gates would be better at this point than these guys were. Now, Trump Lawyer 2 was better, but still not as good as what Matt Gates could have. And definitely not good as, as good as what the House managers brought. I mean, they literally went, it seems like they went, and they cut up and they produced a video clip of all the things. And they made Trump look guilty, even though he wasn't. It was, it was, it was 
like a game versus the C squad so far. And I hope that changes, but we will see. Now, let's talk about now. This is a good clip from Victor Davis Hanson. Maybe I should have put it in front because it kind of talks about the overview of what happened. But we got some commentary from him as well. I wanted to share. Uh, I really respect and admire this guy as well. Now, I am showing you on my gab because I don't know how to cut out a clip from gab. So here we go. Process like a federal prosecutor or a state local district attorney. So when you impeach a president, you only need 51% of the vote of the House. And it, it's much easier to do than to convict a president. So once those impeachment indictments are established, the Speaker takes them over and hands them to the Senate. And then that becomes the trial, like a modern trial. And that requires a two-thirds majority, 66 senators, to convict a president, something we've never done. And we're not going to do it. We didn't do it in January of 2020, and we're not going to do it in February of 2021. And that's known in advance. So that tells you that this is performance art. It's not a serious attempt to either At least by remove one Donald Trump during his <laughs> tenure or to ban him from office in his retirement. It's just a, it's like a public shaming, like the Communist right. Party used to make people wear dunce caps. That's what it's intended for. Think of all the time that we're spending on this Trump um, obsession, trying to destroy Donald Trump's political corpse. I mean, we're $28 trillion in debt right now. We're going to be $30 trillion. No one's talking about balancing the budget. Nobody's talking about reducing the debt. So we're not. on the horizon eventually after the boom of the lockdown ending. And I think Biden will get credit for the Trump and economic reform. But we are going to see either inflation, stagflation or a loss of economic productivity. And that's coming. We're not talking about that. California just lost $10 billion in overpayments or fraudulent payments to COVID recipients nobody knows why or how that happened nobody's talking about that <laughs> okay so a lot of you are asking uh when are you going to go back to business well i have two answers to that one is when my numbers start going back down to business numbers <laughs> that's when i'll know it's a sign to go back but right now it's like a triple or quadruple the numbers depending on the show so there's a lot more interest in what we're focusing on now on the show than just the business before but other also the reason why is is there is so much uncertainty with what Biden is doing, and we heard a little bit about that at the end of Victor Davis Hansen, that I don't know if it's wise to be starting or what kind of businesses. And I think we need to wait and see the landscape and the political environment because we we are only a couple weeks in, and there's already been devastation and things that could ruin a company that started. So I, I just don't even know where to start with start a new business right now. I Whatever we do, it needs to be focused locally. But that's for another show. So Victor Davis Hansen is talking about that this is what the communists did. And do you know why they are acting like communists? Because they are. They are communists. They know there's no chance of impeaching Donald Trump. It's never been done before. It's not going to be done now. So why are they doing it? They're doing it to humiliate them. They're doing it because it's a psychological warfare. They're doing it to discourage and to punish not just Donald Trump, but everyone that voted for him to make a point that no one better ever do what Donald Trump did again. They should never run 
out of their lane. They should never run when it's not their turn. If they are not one of the chosen politicians, then they have no right to run. Just like how Russia just sentenced the opposition party to three and a half years in prison. We can't get there yet. I don't know why they haven't tried. I'm sure they could. I mean, if you steal an election, you can do whatever you want. But they are doing that very thing. That's the whole point of this. And, you know, I have a theory because these and this is a this is a conspiracy theory segment. I don't know if this is true or not, but it almost seems that these lawyers are being incompetent on purpose. I mean, if I not an, a lawyer, not a constitutional scholar, not somebody who is an expert in these kinds of things can recognize how awful they're doing. That's on purpose. They're not doing this on accident. And there's, you know, they're doing the Trump's lawyers are giving shout outs and dropping names and talking about how great the establishment is. This isn't Trump. This isn't what he represents. They're not doing their client service. They're making it easy and making Trump be run over in this so far. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I think that's what's happening. I think that's what's happening. That's why Alan Dershowitz doesn't understand um, what's going on because they're not making a case. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's, it's atrocious. And I think Victor Davis Hanson is right. And the whole reason I wanted to play that clip is not just because he kind of gives you an overview of how the, this happens mechanically, but he's pointing out it's the communist. And when you take communist money, when you act like a communist, when you try to take away our freedoms like communists do, then we can just safely assume that you're a communist. And that's what they are. That's what the Democrat Party and most of the Republican Party is as well. The Republican Party tries to play an adversarial position, but they're not adversaries. They're not cowards either. We call them cowards. They're not. Cowards would resign and stop even pretending. But they're playing a specific role to make it seem like there's opposition when there's not. And there's evidence by how many of them voted to go along with this charade. That's what it is, a charade. And yet Republicans voted with it. All right, so we're going to talk about the who next and more communist fun. I can't wait. Dude, the communists, we're going to be talking about the communists for a long time. We thought the Cold War ended them. Nope. They just restructured and came back stronger and we'd stop paying attention to them. But something we should be doing is saving up because we don't know. We don't know what the future is going to hold. So it's good to have some cash on hand. That's why I love cube money. Cube money is for people that want to form a budget, but they have a hard time doing it. They have a hard time sticking to long-term budget. They have a hard time saving money. They make impulse purchases. They have problems that just keep coming up from not being able to save money. Cube money is basically the physical cash envelope system, but digitized. They give you a debit card. It's not a bank. It's a tool for you to use to help you spend your money in keeping in the budget. They help you make a budget. They help you save your money. They help you hit your goals and they help, they keep you from making those impulse purchases. That's why they use that debit card. You can sign up for free. You can sign up and get their basic features and try it out and just see if you like it. And if you don't, then you just lost some time checking it out and trying to see if something would work for you. And if you do like it, then there's plans where you can upgrade and use more of their features. So go over to cubemoney.com slash HTBT. That's cube with a Q, cubemoney.com slash HTBT. Check it out. Create an account for free. It'll support this show. It'll allow you to check out a, maybe a great tool for you to go forward to saving up money maybe purchase some land or some assets to start making some money off of. There's tons of things you can do when you have got yourself out of debt, hit your spending goals. So check out cubemoneywithaq.com slash HTBT. So what did the who do now? Well, the who says a coronavirus likely jumped from an animal to humans, dismissing theory that it leaked from a Chinese lab. 
No, no, this wasn't from February 2020 when they originally were saying this and towing the line that, oh, yeah, the coronavirus, it can't transfer from human to human. No, this is from this year. You know, This was from today, Tuesday, February 9th, 2020, 2021. 2020, I say 2020, 2021. <laughs> we're not that far into future. 2021. The coronavirus most likely appeared in humans after jumping from an animal, a team of international Chinese scientists looking for the origins of COVID said on Tuesday. Hmm. Weird. So the people that spread it and developed it in their uh, Wuhan labs, that is a bioweapons lab, and the whistleblower who was working on there, who she's now in America, it was saying it was definitely, she has the proof of it, that it was genetically modified to get into humans. Um, now the World Health Organization is once again towing the line for the CCP. And this is this is the new war we're in, guys. This is the information war, warfare, just as like that. The Senate hearing that we talked about in the first segment was the Democrats producing a movie. They didn't have any factual basis. They didn't have the law on their side. The Constitution is not on their side whatsoever. But they have the narrative created. They have a story developed. They have the movie, the sound effects, the things that appeal to the person, to the common man. Just like that is what is happening here. And they are controlling the story. They're controlling the narrative. And that is the importance for us to understand is we are going forward. We are going to be living in more and more of a time where we're not going to understand what is real and what is not. And that can be very frightening for some people, but it shouldn't be frightening to us because we do have a relationship with the truth. And then we don't need to know, we don't have to understand where the virus came from. We don't really have to know who was wrong or who was right. I'm talking about us everyday folk. I'm not talking about the government. I mean, they should figure it out. But for us who are unsure what to believe as a case in point in this example and why I wanted to bring it up today is... There may become a time where we don't know where a biological weapon came from, but we do know God and we do know that he is in control. And so in the midst of this new era of psychological warfare, of misinformation, where the news is telling you a narrative and not what's really happening, that could be overwhelming and stressful. But we have to remember that God does not require us to have perfect knowledge of every world event, that God doesn't require us to be well informed in all of these different areas and to have to find out the truth, that we can do our best and trust God that he is in control, that he is going to enable us and equip us for what he has at hand for us to do. And what I believe 2020 and 2021 is God telling us to do is to focus locally. A majority of us, now I know there are people that God has put in position to worry about the geopolitical. There are people that God has given the responsibility to do these things. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the average person who's asking, what do I do now? Washington, D.C. has failed us. It seems like the Biden administration has completely taken all the reins off the CCP, and now they're free to do whatever they want. What do we do? We take responsibility for the things that God has put in front of us, and that is school boards, mayors, sheriffs. Those are the things from the government sphere that we take care of. From the family sphere, we we manage our finances well. We provide for our families. We train up our children. We educate them and disciple them to obey God's law and to love 
God's law. We preach the gospel to our neighbors. We preach the gospel in every area of life, the complete gospel. And we instruct people on how they should go. We go to church faithfully and we help and build up our church members. Those are the things that we need to be doing. And it's almost like the make your bed kind of thing. If you remember, there was a Navy SEAL, was he a commander? Admiral, thank you, babe. An admiral who, dude, I love that. You just knew whatever I was going before I even went there. I didn't even talk to her about that. That's how, how much my wife knows me. Uh, or he says, if you want to change the world, make your bed. And we can have that same temptation. Oh, what is making your bed? Go- how is that going to change the world? How am I going to achieve things and be successful by making your bed? You start small. And I believe that's kind of the same feeling that we can get from this. What? How am I going to change the world and the federal government and what's going on in Washington, D.C. just by impacting my school board or just impacting our mayor? Well, I hope those things are clear because they're clear to the CCP who are funding and getting involved in local school boards. And if it's important for the CCP, it should be important for us when we're sending our kids and our community to these schools. Because these are the people that are going to be educating or in control of how our kids are educated. Hopefully not our kids. Our kids are hopefully not going to public school. But I mean the kids around us that are going to be part of our community. And so we need to control those as much as possible. Don't send your kids to public school, but get on the school board anyways to help shape and draw people to truth and science and math and all of those things. Get in touch with your mayor. Start talking with them. Find someone who's a good mayor and have them run if we don't have someone already. The sheriffs. These are the important things. These are the make your bed moments that we need to focus on. This is what we have control over. You can go to a school board meeting now. You can go and reach out to your mayor now. And that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.